it really was a battle in my mind because I went back and forth with the fact that if I choose to remove this person from my life, but they were actually meant for me, does that mean I'm going to end up missing out on my person? I think I was so tied to the manifestation that I was almost willing to settle for something that was so clearly not for me. grown girl gang welcome back to the girl we grow now podcast i am your host victoria and today i am doing a solo episode now i realize i haven't done a lot of these lately but i do want to start doing more so this week it's a party of one all right So I don't know if you all have noticed, but I have started doing series and focuses for the month. So this month for the month of June, I've been focusing on having conversations about relationships. That is why I had one of my friends on. We talked about friendship. I had Michelle Brooks Gordon on, my cousin who has an ebook coming out soon. I had her on to talk about relationships and just get some dating tips and advice from a married woman who just has a plethora of experience with relationships and now this week I want to talk about breakups because I recently went through a breakup earlier this year so I figured this would be a great time now that hot girl summer is approaching and yes I mean hot girl summer I figure why not talk a little bit about my breakup but I mainly want to focus this episode on how I am now approaching dating and how I am looking at my standards and my boundaries and just moving forward so that when it comes around for me to meet my next boo thing I have my boundaries I have my standards and I know exactly what I want because your girl does not like to play around. If you remember from two episodes ago, I think it was episode 17 with Michelle, I said, I don't like to waste my time and I don't. But I do realize that it does take time to get to know people. So I really want to be intentional about the people who I am spending my time with. So as I mentioned, I went through a breakup earlier this year and breakups are hard, especially when you feel like you got that relationship that you had been manifesting. I feel like so many people talk about manifesting. They talk about getting what they want and how exciting that is because it really is. It's kind of like a very surreal feeling. But what people don't really talk about is the fact that you can manifest your relationship. You can get it. But what about when it doesn't work out? Like, What does that mean for your manifestation? That's a thought that I really had to come to terms with because it was bothering me a lot, honestly, because that's not a conversation. At least that's not a conversation that I have heard a lot, but I had to realize that when you manifest something like a relationship that involves someone else, literally the universe can align, God can align, whatever it is that you believe in can make all of that align and you meet that person. But if that person is not ready and they don't show up in the relationship and they don't put the effort in, then that relationship relationship is not going to work no matter if it was manifested because we all have free will. So yes, we can manifest a relationship and we can manifest other things in our life. But when it involves someone else, they have to show up and be ready for that relationship. And if they're not ready for it and they're not showing up in a way that is conducive to making the relationship work, then it's not going to work. And once I realized that, I feel like it let a lot of pressure off of myself of feeling like, okay, do I have to make this relationship work because this is my 
person because I manifested this? Or is it kind of just one of those things that like, yeah, I manifested it. I was ready. He wasn't. And that's okay because if I can manifest that once, I can manifest it again. As Michelle said last episode, there are a billion. Actually, I think there are more like three billion men in this world. So I'm just not willing to just settle for a relationship when it was so clear that it just wasn't what I wanted it and needed it to be. Okay, so a little bit about my relationship. I'm not going to give too many details on the relationship itself and why it didn't work out because I really just want to focus on how I'm approaching my dating now. But as I said, I totally manifested my relationship. I'm not going to lie. This is my first time ever manifesting a relationship. And it was just really cool to see the beginning stages of it play out because it was just so clear that my manifestation was coming to fruition. So I met this guy and everything started out so amazing. He was so sweet. We had a ton of fun together. We seemed to have a lot of things in common and he checked off a lot of the boxes that I was looking for. But over time, it became so, so clear that this man was putting on a facade. And as we learned from Michelle last week, it could literally take up to two years for you to really know someone because people can hide things for that long. So so one, I'm really grateful that I noticed these things very quickly and I paid attention to them so that I didn't get two years into a relationship with someone and realize he was full of baloney and it was all a facade. Because I just think that would be something that's a lot more challenging when you've invested more time. But either way, it does take time to get to know people. So watch the patterns, watch the red flags, and don't ignore them. So once I really start to figure out that a lot of things that he told me just weren't really true, like he wasn't really into the things he said he was in, it seemed at least, I can't speak for him, but it seemed like he was kind of just telling me anything or telling me what he thought I wanted to hear to get the girl kind of thing. And I mean, it worked, but I'm also, again, someone who pays attention. And I think maybe that's not something he's used to. Because when you tell me something once, I might bring it up again to see if that answer is still the same or if the answer is constantly changing because it'll give me insight into your character and let me know if you lack integrity because that is something that is so important to me. My partner has to have integrity. If I can't trust you and I can't trust that you are going to do the right thing and be honest even when I'm not there, let alone be honest to my face, then it's not going to work out for us. So I'm going to talk about a few of the small things that I realized he really wasn't being honest about. So a couple things are we really bonded over traveling because I actually met him when I was traveling. So he definitely knew how much I like to travel and how traveling is a big part of my life. And it's something that I want to do even when I'm dating. Granted, I won't travel for months at a time in a relationship, but it's still something that like is in a relationship. I want us to go on trips. Like I want to be able to travel and all those kinds of things. And he was so on board. He talked about just how much he's traveled throughout his life. And we really bonded over that. And we also bonded over living a healthy lifestyle and being healthy. And then once we started dating and we started talking about trips and traveling because it was a long distance relationship. So we started talking about how we would navigate that. It came down to him saying, oh, well, you know, I traveled a lot in my 20s. So that's just really not my focus at this time. But maybe there's a few places I'd want to go like later in life kind of thing. And it's like, okay, for starters, you know how much I like to travel and 
you said that you also were really into that and you'd be someone who liked to take a few trips a year. But it's like now that we're dating, you think it's okay just to flip the script. And I'm just gonna be like, oh, well, you know, I really like him now. So I guess that's fine. Wrong. That is not fine. Because one, it's important to me. And two, it's showing me that you weren't being completely upfront and honest about your likes. You were literally just telling me what you thought you needed to to get the girl. Another thing was healthy lifestyle. So I love to work out. I also do like to eat healthy. I mean, I still eat my sweets and I have balance and I eat good food. But overall, I want my partner to be really proactive and living a healthy lifestyle because I'm a firm believer that when you have a goal like health, you have to surround yourself around people who have that similar goal. Because if not, it can be easy for you just to get off track because you're hanging out with people who don't work out, who have these unhealthy habits that you don't want to have. So it's important for me that the partner that I'm with also has this similar love and desire to live a healthy lifestyle. I kid you not, this man did not work out at all when we were dating. I think there was one time we went to the gym together and he wasn't really working out. He was doing a lot of sitting and like jamming to his music, which I'm not here to judge. But for me, it's just like, again, don't tell me how you live this healthy lifestyle. Don't complain to me about how you're gaining weight and all these things when you are not being proactive in trying to be healthy after you told me how you love to work out and how healthy you are. It just was apparent that that was another thing he said to get the girl. And I'm sure some of you are listening and you're like, oh, these are really small things, girl. Like you're tripping. But these are just two of the small things I told you. But trust me when I say when you meet someone who's lying to you about small things, just know that they are also going to lie to you about big things because that is a character flaw. That is a lack of honesty and a lack of integrity. So if you want to overlook that, you can, but just be prepared to have to deal with dishonesty throughout your relationship. And for me, I wasn't interested in doing that. I'm not here to try to guess if you're being honest and upfront with me. And again, these are just the small things that I told you, but he definitely did lie about bigger things that were 100% deal breakers for me that I just wasn't going to tolerate. So for me, that was a huge indication that he was just not the person for me because integrity is a non-negotiable and he didn't really have any. But as I said earlier, I'm not going to go into everything that went on in this relationship that led me to realizing that this was not my person because I really want to focus on what I learned from this relationship and how I've moved forward from it. I do believe that these situations sometimes need to happen as a wake-up call to let you know that this person is not for you. And I really do feel like it was important for me to see that he literally had been putting up a facade and telling me that he was a certain way when he wasn't. And, you know, that could stem from a lot of things. It could stem from insecurity. It can stem from just wanting to get the girl because he just wanted to get the girl. But at the end of the day, when you were yourself, you were going to attract the right people for you. If he was himself and it turned out that we were incompatible, to me, that would have been okay because you just know that like I'm not your person, you're not my person. But again, there's so many other people in this world that that shouldn't be a huge deal. So one of the biggest things I did learn from this is that again, in the beginning, everything was great. It was so fun. He did move really fast and I felt that, but I think there are two reasons why someone could move really fast. The first one could be that they are just really sure 
and they really know what they want. But the second one could be is because they want to woo you. They want to move really fast so that you don't see who they really are and you don't have time to stop and think, huh, like, do I actually like this person or do I just like the fun that we're having together? And granted, you should have fun in your relationships, but fun is not going to sustain a relationship. So in hindsight, what I would have done was to just slow the pace down a bit so that I could really get to know him because we did a lot of fun, spontaneous things in the beginning. And I feel like it gave me a false sense of, oh my gosh, like this is so amazing because the little spontaneous adventures that we were going on were so amazing. So as I talked about a little bit earlier, it really was a battle in my mind because I went back and forth with the fact that if I choose to remove this person from my life, but they were actually meant for me, does that mean I'm going to end up missing out on my person? And again, I had those thoughts because I was like, wow, like I just know I manifested this relationship. So I don't understand what went wrong. I think I was so tied to the manifestation that I was almost willing to settle for something that was so clearly not for me and not what I wanted in a partner. And I think that is another big lesson that we can't be so tied to the manifestation that we are willing to sacrifice our standards and our boundaries and honestly, our self-respect. Because when someone's just lying to your face like that, that is a lack of respect for you as a human. And I really had to be like, you know what? I manifested a relationship once. He has shown me that he was not ready for this and that is okay. But it's also okay for me to let this relationship come to completion so that I can move on to someone who is ready for an authentic relationship. But truly we can learn something from every relationship that we have. And this relationship was just a part of my journey that's leading me to the person that will respect and honor my value in my boundaries. So another thing that I learned from this relationship is that even if someone is doing and saying the right things and he seems nice and I'm attracted, I still can take a step back from what feels like this whirlwind romance and check in with myself. So as I mentioned, he was moving fast, but I felt like maybe it was because he was so sure. So I just followed along with his energy and his flow But next time, I want to be able to take a step back and really to check in with myself and see, are our core values aligning? What patterns am I already starting to notice? And I think that this experience also solidified how in tune I am with my intuition because the reason how I started to find out about these lies was because something felt so off in my gut. I didn't really have a clear reason or example of something that happened, but I just felt like something was off and things just seemed off and weren't really adding up. And And I said a prayer. I was like, Lord, reveal anything to me that I need to know. And he did. And that's when I really started to find out these things that just were dishonest and not true. Something I really learned that I need to start doing in dating is really checking in with how do I really feel about him? Am I basing my feelings on what he's telling me because he's telling me all these great things? Because there are people who really do have the gift of gab. So you have to be able to determine, are you really finding yourself interested in the things they're saying? Or are you interested in the things they're doing? And are you comfortable with the pace that that person is trying to move at? And if you're not comfortable, voice it. That's something I definitely learned from this relationship. I feel like as women, we are often told to match the man's energy. Like if he's interested, you show him interest and vice versa. If he's not interested, then you don't show him interest. And I definitely agree with the second part, but even if someone comes off super interested, it could be a form of love bombing. So you really just have to make sure that you're checking in with yourself and listen 
listening to your gut because it's always going to tell you what's going on even before you actually know. So now that I'm single again, I've definitely decided that one, I want to redefine my dating boundaries and two, I also want to approach dating a little bit differently. I do feel like I was pretty intentional the first time, but it is nice when you take the time after a relationship to step back and think, okay, what can I learn from this relationship and how am I going to approach dating moving forward? So I want to talk about dating boundaries. So I really do feel like I am so strong and so tough in all of my boundaries, but I do find that sometimes I tend to waver in my dating boundaries because there really is so much advice out there and recommendations about how we should date and what has worked and what hasn't worked for other people. And I think that's great. I love advice, but at the end of the day, we have to take whatever advice that we want in and decide what feels true to us in our journey of dating because something that's worked for someone you know might not work for you because it truly just depends on the person that you're dating. And as long as you go along your dating journey and you learn, you can always readjust your boundaries and how you want to approach dating based on your needs and just based on the things that you learn throughout your dating journey. But in the dating period, I am here for making a list of everything you want in a man and using that to manifest or pray for that. But I also do think it's important to narrow down what our non-negotiables are and the big boxes that we have to have checked so that if a person has a lot of our smaller boxes checked that aren't really things that are as important to us in a partner, but not our bigger non-negotiable boxes, we won't be tempted to settle for that or we won't be tempted to be like, wow, like he's really matching all of these things on my list. But if you just have a list of like 20 things, but you don't have your list weighted in terms of what are non-negotiables, what is super important and what you need to have in a partner versus what are nice to have. Like you would love to have this in a partner, but if you didn't have it, it would be okay as long as they meet your non-negotiables and your big boxes. So here's the method that I've learned this year that I am going to be applying to dating. So I heard about this method. It's called the three by three standard method. So basically it's nine things. First, you will figure out three characteristic traits that you are looking for in a man. These are the things that you need. So for example, for me, it is integrity. It could be emotional intelligence. It can be ambition, whatever the three characteristics are that you know that you need in your partner, this is where those three things would fit into. And then you're going to think about the three non-negotiable things that you want in a partner. So example, this could be no substance abuse addictions. This can be someone who is living a healthy lifestyle. So that means they are working out. They are eating healthy a lot of the times, but you know, living a very balanced lifestyle. Whatever those non-negotiables are for you, that is what you would put in this category. And then we have the three physical traits that you need in your partner. So this gives you the things that people would consider to be superficial, but you know that you need these three things to be attracted to your partner. So that could be a great smile. It can be beard gang. It could be over six feet, whatever it is. But these are the three physical characteristics that you need to be attracted to your partner. And then once you have your three by three standard method, you have all of that down. One, it's super easy to remember because it's a lot shorter of a list. But the reason why I love the three by three method, because I just really feel like the three by three method is an easy like mental check you can do when you are either using a dating app to swipe on someone or when you start going on a couple of dates with someone you can kind of do a short assessment on if he is at least aligning with the core things that you want in your partner and then another thing that I'm really focusing on I learned this through Flo I think she's a travel blogger but she met her boyfriend in another country but I heard her talk about this on a podcast and I was literally sold and I was like okay I am definitely taking this 
into my dating as I move forward. So it's focusing on the three A's and in this order. So firstly, focusing on alignment. That is, how do your core values and what you want in a relationship and the future align? If you are ready for a committed relationship, that leads to marriage. Is he as well? And my tip for this is to base this on his actions and what he shows you over time. Talk is cheap. What are their actions showing you? When you go out in public and you are around his friends, how is he treating you? Is he claiming you as his girlfriend or is he just calling you a friend? Pay attention to all of these things and you will easily see where you stand with the man that you were dating. The second A is availability. Are you both emotionally available and ready to be in a committed relationship? And really, are you both just available in general? Can you prioritize this relationship in your life? Are you dating someone who is married to their job and not willing to fit you into their life? Maybe they just want to go out occasionally and reap girlfriend benefits on his term, but isn't actually available to be a real boyfriend to you. And if that happens to be the case, I would probably move on to someone who is. And then the third A is attraction. So as I said before, the order of these things matter and I'm focusing on alignment, availability, and then attraction. Thirdly, yes, I do need to be attracted to my partner, but attraction isn't my number one thing. Listen, a fine man does not make for a happy relationship. It might be cute and fun in the beginning, but alignment and availability when it comes to wanting a long-term relationship is going to be way more important for me. My point is... I would rather have someone who our core values and what we want in our future align, someone who treats me like a queen, who I can rely on and build a solid life with over a guy that's just super cute. So now I want to get into some boundaries that I am taking into my dating. So I'm sure some of you are going to hear this and be like, girl, you are just going to be strict and no fun. But no, literally, I do find that when you have boundaries that you stick to, people really do respect that a lot. And at the end of the day, you have to be able to come home from a date and feel okay with how far you let the date go. Firstly, no nighttime first date. So any first date that I have is definitely going to be before it is dark outside. So no, I'm not meeting you at the bar for drinks. I am not doing a late dinner. If it is not going to end before the sun goes down, then I guess we are not going. The second boundary is staying sober during the courting phase. So I truly am not someone who drinks a lot, but I do find that guys, at least the guys that I've dated, love to go get drinks for dates and things like that. And I just feel like when I personally drink when I'm dating someone, it can be so easy to not make the best decisions, but also just to really overshare because, you know, once the tequila gets flowing, the girl just starts wanting to share her life story. And that's one thing I learned is that you don't want to tell a guy too much about you in the beginning, especially things that they could potentially use against you. You have to keep in mind, you are getting to know this person, but you don't know this person yet. So you want to be very careful with the things that you're telling them. And we talk about this in depth in episode 17 with Michelle. So if you're curious, make sure you just go back and listen to that episode. And she explains it so well, how you just want want to be careful with how much you tell someone in the beginning of dating. Okay, the next boundary is just I'm expecting queen treatment. So I know for a while there's this trend on TikTok where people were talking about princess treatment and I'm going to go ahead and call it queen treatment because I'm a queen, but opening doors, pulling out chairs, showing that you were raised with good manners and showing some chivalry is a must on my dates. I don't know why chivalry has died, but we need it to be 
be revived. I do want the old-fashioned chivalry to be a part of my dating life. And then the last boundary that I'll share is just not going to their place in the beginning stages. But of course, I do want to FaceTime and catch the vibe and make sure there isn't a secret family or something over there. But just really being firm and not going over too early and just making sure I really know them. And again, yes, I want to see their place eventually. But ladies, let's be honest. A lot of times that man is inviting you over to cook dinner for you so that he can see if you guys can get to the next level. And at least for me personally, when I know I'm not ready for that, I'm not going to go to your house because I know the game. Literally, y'all aren't slick. Y'all all do it the same way. You know, for me personally, that's a boundary. Obviously, if you want to go over, you know you're ready to do whatever it is that you want to do, then you do that. But these boundaries are just for me to help me just be really intentional with my dating and who I'm spending my time with because the way that the people that I date react to these boundaries are going to literally tell me everything that I need to know because if they are not willing to respect my boundary of no nighttime dates on the first date, then that person's not for me and that's fine. That literally saves me time to move on to someone who can respect that boundary. So that's why I feel like it's just so important to be very clear about your boundaries, but to also get to a place to where you can be very firm about them. And when someone tries to push your boundary, you can assertively say in a nice tone, like, hey, as much as I love to date you, I've set this boundary, you're pushing it, and I don't appreciate that. So if you want to continue dating me, then I'm going to need you to respect my boundaries. And I promise you that a real man is going to respect that a thousand times over because once you show them that they can push one boundary, trust me when I tell you they will push all of the rest of them. And that's when the respect for your boundaries completely will go out the window. So if you don't want to attract low effort, low quality men, having high standards and strict boundaries will turn them off because they're not going to be willing to put in the work or effort to even uphold any of your boundaries. So that'll just save you time and energy, really. Okay, so I definitely have to talk about just the avenues that I'm taking to meet people and to date. So dating apps. Michelle and I talked about this a little bit in last week's episode, but I just want to say I personally get so, so annoyed by these dating coaches who are constantly saying how terrible dating apps are, how there's just so many low quality men and just people who just want to hook up and blah, blah, blah. Literally, you can meet someone like that in person. So that's why I get so annoyed because this is not just dating apps. It wasn't like dating apps came along and all of a sudden all the low quality men flocked to dating apps. No, I've met so many low quality men in person and guys with bad intentions. I met them at church. I met them in the gym, grocery store. Literally, I can name a whole list, but low quality people really just aren't anywhere. And there's a high percent chance that that low quality person on the dating app is also going out and meeting people in person. So it doesn't matter. If you want to use dating apps, use them. I would say use them as an avenue to meet people, but don't rely solely on them. Still go out, go do things you love. So if you're someone who loves to run, join a running club. You never know who you'll meet. If you love art, go to art museums by yourself. If you love cooking, take some cooking classes. You just need to keep going out and getting in public so that you can meet people in person. But it is okay to also use dating apps and just know that no matter where you meet someone, you have to get to know them. And when you get to know them, you'll start to realize whether they are a low quality person with bad intentions or 
or maybe they're just not compatible with you, which is also fine. But again, it's like take the time to get to know people. Don't rush into anything because yeah, there are people unfortunately who are out there who are looking to get one over on you, to manipulate you, to get what they want and then to honestly just use you. But you can meet that person anywhere. It's not limited to dating apps. So anyways, I'm done with my little rant on the whole dating app thing. But I do want to say that I know a handful of people who have met their husbands on dating apps. So I'm nothing against them. But I will say if you are using them, be intentional with dating apps. And again, focus on the alignment first before the attraction. Treat dating apps like you're learning something new. What I like to do is set aside a time and a time limit for me to swipe so that I don't end up just being because that is something I did struggle with when I first started using dating apps. I literally would only use it when I got bored and I would just swipe, swipe, swipe. And then the longer I'd swipe, the less I would actually read the profile and I would just swipe based on looks. And then it's so funny. I would match with someone, go back and read their profile and be like, huh, I clearly didn't read their profile because I would have swiped left if I did. So I do think that it's important to just be intentional with that and keep in mind what your standards are when you're swiping. I know that not everyone makes a very robust bio on their dating apps, but just think about your non-negotiables and the things that you want and see if they meet any of them with the information that they did put in the bio. And if you can clearly see that they don't swipe left, no matter how cute they are, girl, we are not focused on attraction. Remember alignment, availability, and then attraction. But if you see that they meet a couple of things that you're looking for and you're curious to get to know them to see if they meet more, swipe right. Dating intentionally doesn't mean that you're going into every day and romanticizing this person. You can date intentionally and still have fun. Go on the date, have fun, pay attention, listen to what they're saying, get to know the person. And then from there, you can figure out if this person is a good fit for you. Just remember that no matter how great this man seems on this date, that you owe it to yourself to stick to your boundaries that you have set. And again, just have fun and be your authentic self. And when you do that, things with the right person will progress. So my friend gave me this really, really good tip that I'm definitely taking into dating that I've never done before, but she said she heard it somewhere. But what she started to do was after dates, she would review her dates and rate them from one to 10. So she would take the time to check in with herself, which essentially I think we all could benefit from doing, but she would write how she felt on the date. So you can ask yourself these questions. Did I feel comfortable being myself? Did I feel heard and seen? What did I get to know about this? person? How did the conversations go? What did we talk about? What stood out to me most about the conversations we were having? And then on a scale of one to 10, break the day and ask yourself, do I really want to see this person again? I know for me, a lot of times I can just go off the man's energy. So me taking the time to check in with myself and review my day, I know is going to be such a game changer. Because when you do meet someone who seems so excited about you and doing the most to win you over, I'm not going to lie. It does feel really great to be chosen. But at the end of the day, it's like, are you being chosen for the moment or are you truly being pursued?
pursued. That's why I think the review is going to be such a game changer for my dating life. So I can't wait to start doing that and share how these boundaries and standards have been working out for me. So you can follow along on TikTok. And when I start dating, I will share a few of those things. So yeah, I do really think that just taking these updated and readjusted boundaries and standards that I have set for dating as I move forward is going to be really helpful. And I am really excited to put these things into practice. So the best advice that I've received recently is to do the preparation and then let go of the outcome because we can't control the outcome of dating and what happens in our relationships All we can do is try to show up to the best of our ability and be responsible for our actions. Things will work out the way that they're meant to work out. So whether that is you getting into a relationship with someone or you learning that that person isn't for you, however that works out, just know that everything that's meant to be will be and truly rejection is protection. So move forward in that and be empowered to just really stay true to yourself when you are dating because Because again, I know there can be so much pressure when you're dating. I feel like especially when you're dating in your 30s because society has told us that after a certain age, our value decreases. But that is not true. With the right man, they are going to value you as you are. But I personally don't subscribe to that narrative because I have met people who have met their partner later in life and have been so happy that they didn't settle for someone that they dated earlier in life. So with that, I hope that you all are encouraged on your dating journey. And please, please, please send me a DM, leave me a review, comment on the the Instagram reel or TikTok video for this episode, and just let me know about your dating journey and the boundaries and standards that you set for yourself to help you be successful in dating. I would love to hear them. So with that, I will chat with you guys next week. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. If you really loved the episode and you felt like it resonated with you, be sure to share the love and share the episode with a friend. Also, if you could take a minute and head to the review section wherever you listen to your podcast and leave me a review, letting me know what you're loving about these episodes and which topics you want to hear next. That way, I can make sure that I continue creating episodes that you love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Until next week, bye, grown girl gang.